Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and of course, if you're listening to the regular show, you know we've been talking to Jed Lorette from the Jack Daniels uh, Company, and Jed, Jed's got a job that most people would really want, which is a whiskey taster. He does much more than that, but they do that job on Friday so he can go home and sleep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Prepping for the weekend, brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got it, you know. Um, well, I've got a lot of jokes like that for that, but well, we got to We got to set the palette, you know, make sure everything's working right before Saturday and Sunday. Absolutely. Responsibly, of course. Responsibly. Absolutely. Especially when you're watching your Tennessee Titans get thumped in football. You got to. Oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a college fan. Okay. Uh, good. To break anybody's heart. Um, uh, those college boys are, are playing for the big leagues. Yeah. Uh, the big league guys are paying for the pay, uh, playing for the paycheck. I, I, I gotta tell you, yeah. I've got a lot of friends on Twitter or, you know, mutual following, <coughs> excuse me. Um, they're Vols. They're, they're Tennessee volunteer fans. Oh, they had a hard weekend then. Yeah. They had a hard weekend, but those people are maniacal, man. They oh, oh, passionate. They're passionate. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the one way to describe it is and, yeah, the, and yeah. their their passion runs deep and long. Yeah. You know. This may this may not garner you any fans, but uh my wife went to Auburn University and her family's alumni, so I'm an Auburn fan. There you go. Uh yeah, so uh, we just beat on the state schools. We know how to lose gracefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a I'm an Oregon State Beaver fan. Oh, there you go. There and you I, go. We're in the same boat, kind of not the oh. same league, but the same boat. But we did win last weekend. We did win. Uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Was uh, it? Uh, were you playing a community college or uh, no? The blind school. <laughs> um, you know, my joke is always. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what's. Wrong. Hold on a second. Don't know what was wrong with my voice there. Um, we we have a an all girls it's a Catholic school up here called Catlin Gable, and so mm-hmm. when we lose something, I always said, "Well, we played Catlin Gable again," you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'd like to see that lineup against the uh, uh, the Beavers to see if the the all girls college school can actually uh, compete. Well, they I don't know they they've been looking pretty good. We got a guy yeah. back in there as the head coach, uh, Jonathan Jonathan Smith, who was actually our quarterback. 20 years ago. And yeah, uh, I played, I, I, 
pay top dollar to watch that game. If y'all can arrange that, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd fly out to watch that game between y'all and the Catholic school. Yeah, well, uh, we get that set up. I've always been a prom- promoter as a side hustle, and so we can— Yeah, maybe you and I can, like, uh, do a, a cast, uh, a broadcast from the event. That, yeah. would, be, uh, that would be wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> So out of all the, you know, all the things you do and everything you've been involved with <clears throat> for years with, uh, with the Jack, I'm talking about the event now, is there, mm-hmm. is there something that sticks out in your mind, something you saw, something you tasted, um, that, that really goes, it's kind of like the first thing that pops into your, your brain on a personal level when you, when you think about the Jack, uh, on, on a, on a personal level, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would say that in this is what I was I was thinking about, you know, talking to you and what you do in your craft and what sure. I do in my life, and that is run my mouth. Um, <laughs> what barbecue is is uh, it's a community experience. It's it's about getting people around the fire, and I think you hit on this in the show when you were talking about sharing stories and experiences right. uh, with loved ones. And it it goes all the way back to, you know, the the first guy that ever threw a piece of meat on a grill. And it wasn't a grill. It was a a hot rock next to to a fire. Right. Um, He he was probably telling a story about how he killed whatever that was and uh, the the art of cooking over an open fire. It it blows my mind because I struggle with it and I don't want to struggle with it. Um, But. At the same time, he's a storyteller as well. And so both of those things bring about an experience, uh, one for the cooker and those who are watching him cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for me, you know, telling the history of Jack and being here on the property and sharing our love for whiskey as a storyteller. I would say well over 90 percent of the population would rather do anything other than talk in front of people. and. Um, yeah, so I, I think what you as a, a person who barbecues and me as a talker and a storyteller, and, and you bleed into both arenas, um, we're doing the same thing that our founding fathers uh, did, you know? Right. We, we, we have this heart, this, this opportunity to sit and stop. And uh, I think that's what's most touching. Now it's all sentimental and heartwarming and stuff, but that's, that's what a – that's what this means to me, you know, right. like the Jack, it is a competition, but it is these people who are carrying on a craft and a tradition that um, it, it's going away. If these people don't continue to share their knowledge and their experience, uh, people will be, you know, look, I've got a Blackstone at my house and I absolutely love it, but it's not cooking over an open fire. Right. Right. Yeah, and there's a different experience when you have to tend the fire and you've got to, you know, talk through an issue with the meat or something. So I think uh, I think it's that campfire experience again. Um, I, I usually end up swearing at them a lot. <laughs> I don't talk to them. I swear at them. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, um, nobody's around, but it's, it's all good. I was going to say, you have to know your audience. You probably... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. as we say, you got to read the room, man. You got to read, read the room. Read the room. <laughs> and and I know it sounds hokey, and I know it's probably way deeper than anybody wanted to go. But that's that's where 
I, I love history. Uh, I love, obviously, I love our country. Um, and, and those things that have been passed down through generations, like barbecuing or storytelling, um, it's lost if we don't continue it. And so I, I think uh, I'm passionate about it because, um, you know, the yeah. South, for instance, and I, I know it's all over the place, but the South is rich in both. And so um, it's close. It, hit, it hits close to home. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, I can hear it in your voice and I hear it in your stories. But it's also important to uh, to garner those stories. And every story you hear, and I don't think people think of it in in this perspective. And, th- and this is just my take on it, Jed. But <clears throat> mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate in my life. I've traveled a great deal, um, not just here in the States, but in other countries. And all of those experiences and the stories you're told during those travels and <clears throat> when you're sitting down having a meal with people, they mold you with a lot of times without you even knowing it, but they mold you into what you become. Over, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, over but, time. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think you're spot on. Uh, it's um, it, we're so quick to get rid of these, um, you know, oh, that was that was my mom or my dad's life. But so much of their experience bleeds over, like you said, into who we are or who we're becoming. Right. And uh, it's just that. And I think that's why uh, the, the slow pace of life. Even though, and I think I told you, I don't know if it was on the show, but, you know, San Diego, Colorado Springs, St. Louis, Missouri, and I've lived on the other side of the planet as well. Coming back home, it was like it was a rediscovery as far as like, again, having the permission to say what's most important in my life and what do I want to do with it? You know, Uh, I thought my kids were going to suffocate me in my sleep because I moved them on a dead end road out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, when we move back home, but now they, they love it, you know, it's part of who they are as well. And they have perspective, but it's, um, it's just those times you get to spend with people and to, to share those experiences. And like you said, it makes you who you are. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, you said something there that giving yourself permission and Mm -hmm. we've become, you know, back in the, after World War II and all that, and up through the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, all that, we kind of we kind of didn't have to give ourselves permission. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the last dozen years, whatever, it's it's back in our psyche that we have to get permission to do this. Whether it's right. not not official government permission, but it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like social media's per, uh, permission to to say something or do this. And that's all horse shit. You know? I I agree. Uh, We're all driven for something. Uh, But when that um, ambition or that drive takes you away from who you are or who you need to be, uh, I think that's uh, something poisonous to your, your personal relationship or uh, with your coworkers or what have you. So, yeah, I think it's important to have those decompression times. <laughs> I know it sounds awful, but Lynchburg's one of those places, man. If y'all want to come down here and decompress, we'll let you sit on the square all day long rocking in a chair. There you go. We don't care. There you go. One last question really quick, yeah. Jed. Um, is there one thing that you 
Well, I'm talking cooking now. I'm talking barbecue. Oh, yeah. But, but if is there one thing that you really want to get a handle on in your cooking that you're not confident in yet that you think maybe right. Tuffy or some of those can help you with? So talking with Tuffy yesterday, um, and Tuffy Stone, uh, if, if your listeners didn't listen to the previous um, conversation, he's a three-time Jack winner. Right. All right. So he's been to the event multiple times, but he's won it three times. And he, he, uh, he talks about not, not smoking or barbecuing with dirty smoke. Uh, it's a slow kind of easy smoke that I, I, he's got a technique that I'm jealous of. And so I'd like to put the right amount of smoke on my meat instead of not knowing what in the world I'm doing with the grill and the, the, the freaking things boiling out of the grill, <laughs> you know? And so um, I, I would like to get a handle on the smoking aspect. I think my seasonings and my rubs are good. Um, but knowing I got this cut of meat, whether it's duck or fish or whatever it is, sure. and, and knowing the appropriate amount of smoke uh, and, and the best, you know, wood chips or wood to use in smoking those meats. I'm getting a little better at that, but it's it's. And to be honest with you, all I want to do at the event is talk to people and eat their food. I so I don't blame me a bit. <laughs> That's I don't, what I'm looking forward to. I, I don't blame you a bit. Jed Lorett from Jack Daniels. And uh, if, folks, if you go to the Jack, you'll probably see Jed. He's a good-sized guy with a kind of a blonde beard. Um, oh, it's going great, JT. Is it? Oh, my God. It's uh, it's going great. But, yeah, I'm bald. I'm I'm, I'm a bald-bearded guy. There should be only one of me there. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you can look for Jed and say hi to him there. I know he'd love to talk to you and love to say hi to you. Jed, it's been a real pleasure to get to know you. We will definitely have you back on the show. Um, and good luck at the Jack, man. Oh, it was my honor, and uh, it should be a great weekend. I think it will. We'll be back uh, next week with another edition of After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. Until then, uh, like I always tell you, be nice to somebody. Go cook something, for God's sake. See you then.